Each week, nearly a dozen movies are released theatrically. 40 films a month, more than 400 a year. That's a plethora of cinema. Too much cinema. You'd have to be an addict to see all that. But don't fret. We've got you covered. This is Cinematics. Hey, welcome to Cinematics episode 138, Gregor. We all 138. Full Misfits reference right there. Oh, I, I, they're, they're a punk group from way back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very good. Yeah. Wait, way to make you feel old. Thank you, buddy. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, today. Can we change our name from Cinematics to Cryptomatics? Can we do that? No, do we're that? not doing no, that. No, I'm sorry. Cryptomatics, not that. Hey, <laughs> uh, today we're going to be talking a little bit about the. Uh, I don't want to undersell the episode, Greg, but the, uh, the new Hollywood dumping ground uh, that is September. That being said, I flagged an S ton of movies that I uh, am somewhat interested in. So were you wrong? Was it not a. This is not maybe a dumping ground and that actually might be a very very good month uh, month of uh, cinema there's a lot of movies that raise my eyebrows I'm like eh, maybe there's something there there could be something there but mm. uh, I gotta say out of the four weeks out of the four Fridays that are released, yes. typically release dates uh, in September the month of September there's only three weeks where uh, I have picks how about you All right, every single week Every every single week I have, mm, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I am Anderson Cowan. I blather about films here and there. That's Greg Serzavosti. He's a broadcast film critic association member, a BFCA member, or at least he used to be. It's something and else. Former now. nanny, former nanny. Former yeah. nanny. I mean, she's she's in kindergarten. I can't do anything else. I'm left all by my lonesome, Anderson, mm-hmm. watching movies. Mm-hmm. So I mean, is there anything different from before she was in your life now? I guess yeah, just like back ha- to where you were. Yeah, no, no, yeah, back to it, and I don't like it. I had forty, fifty oh, hours buddy. when I remember. Remember back in the day with Atticus, you had forty to fifty hours when you when you couldn't really be now yourself. Now he's in yeah. school, like yeah. six hours a day, which yeah. uh, I like. I told you before the, the show began. I uh, we are I don't really miss him because I'm, I'm so busy with so many Email different things that I don't even notice that he's not here because I'm just focused on stuff. I'm running from my own life. I'm running away from my own life. But as soon as he gets out of school, it's always Addy and Andy. So that's that's fine. I still have that. Oh, that's very very good. Very 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 good. And does he miss you? Or I don't think he, he misses oh, me. Doesn't even mention that. Okay. No. no. So, however, whenever he comes home with pictures, uh, he draws pictures of the family, and he never has mom in there, and he thinks it's hilarious because it really hurts her feelings. So he is my son, and uh, <laughs> I'm always prominent in the pictures, which makes me feel bad. No, or kind of good in a perverse way, right? In a, in a very narcissistic yeah. way. <laughs> Every time he has like uh, dreams, I'm always the dream guy. I'm, I'm, I'm in the dreams. He says the mom's not. I think he's just trying to mess with her because he he likes to tease people. It's, it's a genetic thing. I love it. I love it. He yeah. likes to chirp. He likes to chirper. All right. All right. Good. Good. Hey, uh, let's do a little random number generator, figuring out what year we're going to be talking about next. We just did last month, uh, we did 1961, and we did uh, the Children's Hour. Yes, the Children's uh, Hour, which was a very personal, close-to-home situation for both of us. And the mark. And speaking of the Children's Hour, uh, if you are one of the select, uh, very, very exclusive few that listen to that episode, because uh, it's only for our Patreon members, uh, it was discovered that uh, the Children's Hour with Audrey Hepburn and Shirley MacLaine was shot in entirely on location uh, at a local park out here, which has a, a house in the middle of this park, which I take Atticus to all the time. We, we dubbed it Dead Squirrel Park because we found a dead squirrel there a couple years ago. So we go there all the time. We went there yesterday. Just yesterday, I went oh, there yeah. to play a little catch with the boy out in front of that house, and I was looking at it and going, oh, yeah, that's where... Uh, like uh, like some very tragic things happen right in there. That same house is you also... look through the window? Then you look through the window and you... I looked window. up at that window. I looked at that window. I'm <laughs> okay. like, if people only knew. Yep. And uh, 
a bunch of homeless people like uh, sleeping around it in the hallways there. Oh, it's really? Like a, it's like a kid's school still. Like they, I think it's a preschool. But and then you can see these these foolish, foolish homeless people who don't care about things for the most part. My wife works with the homeless. She's a social worker, so I feel like I can say these things. But like you can see them where they're like lighting candles and leaving them like on the sill. Like they're gonna burn that place down. And that would be tragic. It's a beautiful. Uh, what is it? It's like a. What is it? It's almost looks like looks like a mansion. It's, it is it, like a mansion. Yeah. It was a mansion back in the day. It was like a farmhouse beautiful. back in like the, the turn of the twentieth century. Uh, but also, the woman who co-wrote the Wizard of Oz lived in there while she was co-writing the Wizard of Oz, which is so. Addy, Addy loves that. He's like, uh, "Is that where the lady wrote the Wizard of Oz, Daddy? Well, th- well is that where, Daddy?" I said, "Yeah, it is." But you didn't you didn't know this, but I've I've been. Uh, I, I was raised in West Hills, mm. Anderson, so I've been uh, a West Hills resident kind of since 1981, and I had no idea until two weeks ago that we were living right near Hollywood history. So mm. that's one of these things that you just never know. Also, also, the eucalyptus trees, which I do not like, uh, there's, there's a theory that they all began on that plot of land because the guy, the original owner, his name was Workman. He uh, was from Australia. He liked his eucalyptus trees. He sent home for some back in like the 1890s. He said, hey, can I get some seeds? I want to grow up, plant some around the property. He did, and they say that they germinated and spread out from there. There's, there's some theories that that's where all of the eucalyptus trees in Southern California began. That's wow. crazy. So listeners, uh, loyal listeners to Cinematics, if you want a piece of Hollywood history, come, uh, come to West Hills, California. Check out Shadow Ranch. You can either do one or two things. You could play catch with, with your kid uh, you know, and uh, enjoy the, manse, uh, the mansion. Or if you want to join the, uh, the homeless people, you can actually mm-hmm. bring in some candles and, and, and put it on the sill. I don't like for, that. That's not a that good idea. Yes. Also, when we went to ins- inspect and explore and we were looking through the window, uh, a strong smell of urine. Oh, geez. Yeah. Oh, no. Mm. no and there's care. a public bathroom that's open right around the corner. Uh, okay, so uh, yes, Children's uh, Hour. Do you recommend the movie? Very quickly, I do. yes. yes. Okay, good. I, good. I we recommend that one more than the Mark. They're both they're both very odd okay. movies, which we get into. <laughs> very odd, very time specific movies. Both those movies. All right, let's figure out yes. what year we're getting to. It's uh, years between 1940 and 1989 are what we look at. Randomly, we pick uh, a new year every single month, and this month it's going to be Greg. Wait for it. Wait for it. Oh well, we already did nineteen forty-seven, oh, so we're okay. not going to do that. No. That's 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 uh, good for me. Nineteen fifty-four has also been done by us. Nineteen sixty-three has been done by us. Here's where we're getting. We're getting to this point. Where we're going to have to start using a hat. I think. Oh geez. Nineteen eighty-eight has been done by us. Oh my gosh! If I was a better broadcaster, I'd have my notes up and I would tell you exactly <laughs> which movies we covered. In fact, I should be doing that. No, don't worry. This is a, this is next fine. time. I will do that. Nineteen seventy-nine. We've already covered that. Nineteen eighty-two. Oh we didn't. We didn't do that. We, we have not done. Yes, yeah. we have. Oh. Done 1982, oh, 1976, 1976. It is all right. Oh, 1976. Let's get into folks. the 70s. Ten. So for our Patreon members, you get a extra bonus episode of Cinematics, and then as Anderson and I will cover the year 1976. We were talking about that's when uh, James Bond first uh, got yeah. per- got got optioned for the uh, the big screen. Very cool, that kind Very of cool. thing, right? Huh? Very cool. Huh? Yeah, yeah. All right, let's get to it. All right. What'd you see in uh, in August? That I'm you trying liked? to think of something that I that I saw recently in August. And look, everyone's giving me will probably give me ish on this, but there's a movie called Sweet Girl mm. on Netflix with Jason Momoa and Isabel Merced. I really not. I I think the ratings on Rotten Tomatoes are really bad. Mm. I just want to say, as a guilty pleasure. Mm. 
I, I enjoyed Sweet Girl for its action, and there's there's some stuff in it that I enjoyed. I know my girl Tam Smith. She said that she watched it and she liked it quite a bit. Sorry, my okay. pop, my pews are popping. A okay, be careful, oh, Tam. Back very off good. This mic. I haven't uh, talked to Tam in a while, but yeah, that's good. I'm glad if Tam Smith liked it, I liked it as well. She remember, I remember she actually for the TFP she re, she uh, recommended that uh, Russell Crowe movie that you actually kind of liked. Right? Unhinged. Yeah, I didn't hate it. Okay, so good. Guy named Brian hated it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so uh, Suicide Squad. I think that was last month. That, oh, yeah, that, that was fun. That's probably the best movie I saw in the old August over there. Yeah. Uh, Free Guy. Uh, it, was, it was all right. It was actually uh, much yeah. more intelligent than I expected it to be. They kind of went there a little bit, Greg. Then they backed off with silliness and pandering. Pandering bastards. Uh, <laughs> I saw Coda, the movie that won uh, Sundance this year. Did you cry at the end? A little uh, bit uh, dusty. I got very upset with myself. <laughs> that movie is soft. It's a very soft, it's a oh. Hallmark movie, and then it made me cry. Oh, okay. Okay, it is soft, but you were fine with it being soft, right? I can tell you what's not soft, Greg. What? I'm watching a movie right now, and I should not admit this, but this has to happen sometimes with the way the, the, the mm-hmm. lives that we live. Schedules. Uh, I, I, uh, I'd say about half the movies I watch, I get to watch all the way from beginning to end, no interruptions. I try and do that with every mm, movie. Okay. A lot of the time, I have to watch them two-parter, right? Okay, got it. I think you're yeah. the same way. I think a lot of us are like that. Yeah. Um, I'm in the middle of a movie called The Tribe right now, which is a Ukrainian film about a... Uh, Home for uh, deaf, deaf, deaf youth, deaf uh-huh. teenagers, and it is not soft. How'd right? you find this one? It is not soft. <laughs> no. I'm, uh, I was assigned it by a uh, listener on the Film Vault. They uh, they got the uh, the higher level of patron over there, and they get to pick any movie, have us watch it. My God, I can't wait to get back to the tribe. Oh, very so holy ass. Okay, very very good. The tribe. The deafness not- does not keep those kids from being bad. Netflix kind of canopy no? canopy oh canopy, canopy. Or, or okay. you can rent it. But uh, That's yeah, a good recommendation. Coda. Man. Coda, uh, and then Annette, uh, which you, you love probably... One of my favorites love, of the year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. But wait, yeah, yeah. One of your favorites too, I'm assuming, right? I uh, know. No. That's not... I know. I know. Oh, very yeah. good. That's, Annette. that's what I Very good. Very fun. And, yes. Uh, <laughs> very and then Candyman, which uh, is more elevated horror, and I don't know if I really loved the message or even understood the message. Because you're not a fan of horror. Or it was that Maybe. on the nose. It's not your kind of thing? Horror? No. Oh, no. Uh, I like it when it's done with uh, where it's not just slasher porn, just like to appease the 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 youth in the audience that yes. need to see guts. But this is more than that for sure, and mm-hmm. it's done very artfully. And uh, I liked it way more than I would have ever imagined. I would have liked a movie that's based around Candyman. Say, like if if I knew that 15 years ago that I was going to somewhat enjoy a movie called Candyman. I would have been upset with myself. Okay. I wouldn't have believed myself, but I, I do believe myself sitting here with you today, Greg, that it is good. So it hammered home the social message, message a little bit too much, but that said, it's still a very, very good movie. I'm not very sure good. what the social message was. I mean, I did a video right. review of this one, too. I do a video review every single week of the big, biggest, meatiest Hollywood movie that they're force-feeding us, right? I, I find the biggest budgeted movie with the, with the biggest um, marketing campaign, and I say, all right, this is, what, this is what you've deemed worthy of my time. Let's see what you got, Hollywood. And I can be yes. open and honest about that too, Gregor. So that means this uh, tomorrow, this week, you're going to watch Shang Chi, Shang Chi, oh, or Shang Chi. Seeing it tonight, Gregor. Are you excited about seeing that? Excited? I am very unexcited. Oh, what? Why? My, my, my people—they're on the screen for you. I don't like they're, action. I they're don't not like really Marvel. my people. They're Chinese. I'm, I'm Filipino. But it looks wait, fairly, what? fairly silly. What are you tell you that? Yeah, it's against uh, Asian. It has Asian, nothing to do with Asian, the people. No, that Asian fill, folks in the, fill the screen, Greg. <laughs> nothing to do with it. No, I'm anti dragon. Is really my problem. <laughs> and I saw there's a dragon underwater there. Yeah. <laughs> Raya and the last. That's a beautiful movie. Disney Plus. Marvel. I mean, okay, Marvel. Right, this, Marvel. If I'm True. being very cynical, which I am, uh, they're like, hey, what group of people uh, have we alienated up until this point, and uh, we want to bring in the fold? Hey, how about them Asian Americans? How about Asians in general? Let's get them in the fold. <laughs> let's get a let's get an Avenger who's an Asian. Let's do it. 
Not a bad, not a bad idea. Mm. I don't know. It, 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 it could be good, right? Your voice is getting very high. Okay, sorry. <laughs> That's when I, whenever I do that, it you, sounds you like I'm lying. Well, I know actually the, the lead from Shang-Chi is, is probably pumped up. I guess, what is his name? But he's, he's very good. He looks very good. He looks That's good. a weird response, Craig. I so, ask you I if, you're, if you're excited about a movie, and then you tell me that the guy who's kind of an unknown, who's yes, the lead Simu, in the, in the Simu, Lu, movie, yeah, Simu, is probably Simu, excited. Yeah. And yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. The guy who's starring in the movie is probably fairly excited <laughs> about this new property being released tomorrow. I hope it's good. I hope it's good. <laughs> I, I still, again, like an idiot, I still don't go to theaters. So, But you, when you go, in fairness, you, there's hardly any people there and everyone's distancing, right? So you're, you're okay with our hey, local theater. You excited about the, the new Tesla? Well, I bet Elon Musk is. <laughs> you're right. That's, that's a weird uh, sidestep, Greg. Yeah, you're sidestepping on this. Yeah, maybe. I, yeah, I, I'm excited to see it. When it gets, it's a Disney Plus eventually several months down the road. But you're look, not going to go see it with me tonight in the theater. <laughs> no, I'm not going to check that out. But uh, you know, so anyways, you know what I'm what I'm bracing for because I think it might be a new trend. What what they would do when he was still around was they'd give Stan Lee a cameo, and that was it, 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 I hated it a lot. What? Wait, no, seeing, no, 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 no. Seeing it in the theater and hearing hearing what happens when he comes on the screen, and it's it's a lot of like yay and clapping. Oh, okay, and then there's part. a lot of you can hear the hush, like like the, the the guys explaining to the girls that they're with, like who it is. Like, oh, yeah, that's the guy. He's, he's the guy created. Explain. I hate. I hate. And, what, and probably girls rolling their eyes because they know. I don't know. They, 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 they know the answer. Theater, dark theater. But oh, that's true. Perhaps, perhaps they know. But I mean, I'm going way back, you know, because I've been true. Girls have been brought into the the, the Avengers fold a little bit more over yeah, the last course. ten years. Yeah. Because they realized that's money they were leaving on the table. They're like, we got to bring these ladies in, right? <laughs> and, you know, it's all about inclusion, and I get that, and I understand. It's true. It. Yeah. true. Uh, a lot better than I did before. I remember, embarrassingly so, uh, a few years ago when Black Panther came out and saying, like, really? Like, like I, I, I couldn't wrap my mind around because I just took it for granted that everyone's white, I guess. And I don't really take that into account. I like a character. Or I don't. I don't yeah. ever say, like, I don't imagine myself that I am the character. Like, I know people watch pornography that way too like they imagine that they're that the guy or the girl mm-hmm. and the i i just i don't do i don't no, i don't do that i, I don't I, put myself in the scenes yeah, yeah. so I, I was, I'm, I'm, I'm like the palm i'm the creepy guy in the window watching it so i hear the voyeur that. yeah vo- yeah voyeur. that's what cinema is right it's voyeurism but uh i understand that a whole lot better now and i and it's it's hard to do but to imagine a world where like let's say every single character i've seen up to this point is asian and all of a sudden there's some blonde dude on there i'd be like oh look at it kind of looks like me yeah I, it, it's it's so obvious, but uh, it's kind of hard to even understand sometimes, which I admit, and that's uh, my own. That's on me. That's on me, Greg. But who, who, who knows? You might like this movie. It might be good. And it has a good director, that guy, Dustin. What is it, guy, Dustin uh, Cretton guy? And yeah, he did, 12, he did a, a short-term 12, which you would never guess. Yeah, all those, all those stars. Short-term 12? Yeah, all those stars was, came out of that. He did, you know? he did uh, the hipster movie. Yeah. It's called so, Hipster, I think. Yeah, so. I no, watched it. Yeah. I've seen I've seen a lot of his work of this guy. I don't know how he landed this one. This one's uh Oh, so what I was starting to say is like it used to be Stan Lee, but they can't do that anymore. So what they'll do is they'll have some kind of reference to uh an Avenger something or other. Sure. Or right? And that that'll get people on their feet. Like when I saw Free Guy and there's a, there's a reference because it's all under the same banner, right? Cuz like there's like three companies that own the world. Now. So there's a Deadpool reference or something? Mm, I'm not going to give it away, but oh, my yeah. the audience I saw with, they stood up and they started clapping and cheering. And I I, uh, I wanted to just leave. I, I wanted to get the hell out of there, Greg. I felt so uncomfortable. Because it's pandering. That's oh, what it is. it's pandering. And they were sucking it up. Oh. They were eating it up. <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like just bringing like a, like a tray of, of hot dogs to like a fat camp. It's just mean. <laughs> it's too easy. <laughs> You know it's too I mean? easy. It's too easy. Right. And now you're making me hungry. Yeah. Uh, okay. So 
Shang-Chi, we just, we just actually transitioned into September 3rd. Anything other than Shang-Chi and the Rings movie that we're talking about and the Legend of the what, Whatever Rings. Any other movies that you're excited about? A movie September? that was um, brought up last month, but they changed the date, uh, and that is Karen. I am excited to see Karen. I don't know how I will see this or where, when I will see this, but it's directed by Coke Daniels, and it's uh, uh, starring Taryn Manning, who is playing Karen, and she is an angry white woman uh, in a neighborhood who's very upset that a, a black family is moving into her neighborhood, and I guess she's doing all she can to get them out of there. And uh, I am excited to see the quick turnaround on a movie called Karen, which is a little bit of a gimmick, I, I guess, because Karen's just kind of came into the uh, the fold over the last year or so. They've already got a movie mm-hmm. about it. Karen. Yeah. Karen, yeah. But like you said, you know, great, act- great actor in the lead role, Taryn Manning. She's very I love good. that Taryn Manning. She's very, very good. Now, also on September 3rd is a, a Netflix film called Worth, mm. and it's a true story based on a lawyer. His name is uh, Ken Feinberg, and mm. I don't know if you're a huge fan of Michael Keaton's work. Michael Keaton. I like that Michael Keaton. We love Michael Keaton. Remember how much we love the founder? Well, mm-hmm. he, plays, he plays the aforementioned character, and he's tasked with actually determining how to actually give money to the victim, you know, victims, uh, the families of the victims of the 9-11 attacks. Yeah. I saw John Stewart is involved as well. No? I don't know if John Stewart's oh, that's a documentary that's coming out about the same subject. Probably, yeah, yeah. John Stewart's probably for that documentary, but this this one also co-stars Stanley Tucci and Amy Ryan, and it's based on true events. I've seen the movie; it's close to two hours. Worth it if you're a fan of Michael Keaton and his work. Worth is a worthy drama. Okay, worth, and it's available on the old Netflix. It's available on the old Netflix, and it's it basically delivers what you're what you're looking for. Very solid performances. Good drama, nothing more, nothing less. And yeah, there are some evocative moments. Very good cast as well. So that is worth Netflix on September 3rd. Riz Ahmed, uh, who we all know from Love Sound that. of Metal. Uh, was yes. that just last year? Yeah. He's back. Uh, he's playing a rap star in this one. And it's called Mogul Mowgli. Mogul Mowgli. And uh, he uh, has some uh, some kind of, I believe it's mental health issues that uh, derail his uh, his career. And uh, I am interested in that just because of his involvement. And this is uh, directed by Basim Tariq. Okay. So that's called Mogul Mowgli. And uh, we'll see. We'll see. The the, the, uh, September 3rd release date has me a touch concerned. But everything's everything's out the window now with uh, with everything that's happened over the last 18 months. Who knows? Uh, Anything else September 3rd there, Greg? That's it. That's it. Worth, I mean. But Greg, we need to do something. Uh, oh, oh, we need. Yeah, oh, is that is that your pick? You, we need to do something. You think you get, you, we need to do something that might be an interesting movie for you that comes out on Friday via IFC Films about a family who are they're stuck in I guess in a in a bathroom in their own, own domicile because they believe something out. They're actually shut in a in a room bathroom, yeah. and they think there's something outside. Yeah. Who's this? Looks very interesting. Oh. And this is from uh, the guy that produced a movie called Dinner in America, which I've heard very good things about. It just hasn't found a distribution deal that, that it likes yet. But Dinner in America is a movie that uh, I think we will be talking about in later months. <coughs> but this looks like <clears throat> more elevated uh, horror. And uh, yes, I am. Uh, I'm excited for we need, we need to do something, which I will track down and I will see. Oh, you, you're going to track it down and you will see? Yes. Okay, well, I will get you a screening link of this movie Thanks, because buddy. I've actually seen this movie. It's oh, you in have? Theaters and on demand on Friday. Yeah, I mean, You didn't flag it. I should have flagged it. I'm, I'm, you know, I've just been, yeah, I, I did see it. I did see it, actually. You didn't enjoy it? No, I liked it. You hated it? No, I liked it. You wish I liked that the, it. Uh, just, I was, the, I was the, not doing my homework very well. I, I the studio I that sent it, it to you, you wish that love, they didn't because they, they wasted your time. No, no, I, I love IFC Films and I even interviewed the director. I interviewed the director as well for just about three, four minutes. 
Yeah. It's it's a weird movie because everything's other than a couple flashbacks, it's set in a room. Mm-hmm. So you you really need to actually let your imagination go and it really is it frustrating? Because like signs, uh, I'm not Shyamalan's signs frustrating me because I wanted to get outside of that farmhouse and see like the carnage that the aliens were uh, creating and wreaking havoc, right? And I didn't right. get to see it. I was stuck in the farmhouse. It's one of those things oh. where it is frustrating. We need to do something. It gets frustrating a little bit in, in the middle of the narrative, but the performances are so good. It's worth it. The ending is very galvanizing. So mm-hmm. you're either going to love or hate, absolutely uh, hate the Polarizing. Polar, yeah. Yeah, Galvanizing brings everybody together, right? Oh, yeah. Sure. That's like what like, the, the Late right. Show used to do back in the day. And it would bring everyone, right. everyone to watch The Late Show with right. the, or the, the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. And they talk about it around the water cooler yeah. when the boss wasn't looking. Galvanizing. 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 Yeah. I, I don't read folks. Sorry about that. No, I, I rarely thing. correct. And please do okay. continue correcting me when I mispronounce everybody's name. And also when I say that uh, Sidney Lumet uh, directed City Hall. Please tell me that I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, very good. That was Harold Becker. Yes. The, very good. Very good memory. Anderson Cowan. But yeah, we need to do something. Is worth it. Uh, but again, like you know what Anderson I'll do instead? It's I'll, polarizing ending. Polarizing. I'm, I'm going to watch. We need to do something about Kevin instead. <laughs> okay, that's that's again, again, I, again, I, again. I, I you've I've seen watched that, it. Yes. I've watched it zero times. What? Listeners, Anderson has been telling me since 2015. I need you to leave. see this movie. I watched Millennial Girl or whatever because you said it was one of your favorite movies the last 30 yeah, years. So yes, I sat down amazing. and watched it. Amazing, right? Made you cry. At the end. I couldn't tell you one goddamn thing about it. <laughs> okay, it's left my mind, Greg. I don't left remember this, nothing about it. Except there was a woman involved. Yeah, was she like a newscaster or something? Know, she's or? like looking back on her life, and it's yeah. very evocative. And okay, that's Satoshi Khan. <laughs> Moving, moving on. I'm sure, a lot of people like it. I'm sure I didn't a lot know. Of yeah, I didn't know you even mm. saw that. Very cool that you did see that. So mm-hmm. that is September third. We're now at September tenth. You know what? I might, I might not actually have a movie flagged what? down for September tenth. That is my fault. I'm trying to look at it. No, and there's. I don't think there's mm. anything that I have. Li- I'm sure you have a couple. You said, lied. Then the open of the show, you said that you had have movies week. for all four weeks. Well, let's hope this all- is the, the one week that you actually have movies. For let's September. stay on horror there because I'm not a big horror fan. I'm trying to access it. I try to uh, see it, especially when we've had kind of a slew of uh, elevated horror over the last few years uh, with The Witch and uh, Hereditary, right? And uh, yeah. Midsommar to a lesser extent. It was horror for sure. Yeah. What happened to that woman's face with the? Uh, was definitely horror elements. Yeah. Um, oh gosh. Yeah. I, and I like my um my con- bear my uh, uh w- w- conjurings right and uh, conjurings yeah. I I like I like the James Wan style and he's got one coming out called Malignant, which I will be seeing. Oh yeah, that's interesting because it has Annabelle Wallace in mm-hmm. it. She's very she's a very good actress. Maddie Hansen, Maddie Hassan, Hassan, Hassan. Uh, and, and James Wan is Madison is uh, paralyzed. Uh, this is uh, Annabelle Wells paralyzed by shocking visions of grisly murders and her uh, torment worsens as she discovers that these waking dreams are in fact terrifying realities. That's good. No, no, no. I'm, I'll, I'm all I'm all about that. We'll see. And we'll it, see, you know, but it's James, a James, James Wan doing a smaller film, but it's got a big uh, marketing budget. Yeah, and he hasn't done a movie since your, one of your favorites from 2018, Aquaman. So, right? I mean, that's. <laughs> I'm just, look, so that's it. That's it. <laughs> I'll get you yeah, bailed so, out. Crap. Aquaman. Very, uh, no. <laughs> no but you, so you, you watched that, didn't you? Hmm? Aquaman? Aquaman. Yeah, I loved it. Really? No? Not, Did you no. love it? I, yeah. Wait a minute. Set in the water. I said, um, you know, yeah, maybe. I'm, I'm assuming you like Waterworld better you than loved better than Aquaman. It. You actually liked, uh, did you like Waterworld better than Aquaman? I oh, bet you did. I don't know because I will never see Aquaman. Yeah, 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 I right. can tell you that. That it's, I can tell you. Got to watch every James Wan movie there. The Conjuring too, though. I enjoyed that. Uh, Insidious Chapter 2. Did not see that, but I oh, enjoyed The Conjuring. Very good movie. And um, of course, Saw going way back when. Do you know that uh, he's producing the new Knight Rider? That's been announced. Excited about that? I'm not. 
Oh, Greg, I'm not okay. any more excited about that than I was about Baywatch, which was zero. <laughs> which was zero. Oh, double. By the way, I saw I saw Baywatch, a Blu-ray of Baywatch on the Dollar Tree store months ago for just a dollar. I wondered, you know, Zac Efron, The Rock. Were you really sad there was only one of them? <laughs> I you was. going to buy multiple? I was. I was. I, I wanted to actually keep a few. No, I lied. September 10th, another movie I want to see is Language Lessons. Mm. And... and are you a fan of Mark Duplass because of his work in indie film? You, I mean, I like him? him as a person, and I like when he like talks about how the cavalry's not coming. I like that speech quite a bit. Uh, I think it's he gave great. it at South by Southwest. Yeah, I, I give it iconic really, speech on indie filmmaking. Right, all of his movies kind of get close to me liking them, but then they fall off. Okay. They're interesting, but you, then they kind of fall off. But you, but you like what he's about. Essentially. Uh, yeah, I like what he stands for for sure. You okay. know, he sounds a lot like Tarantino. He's like he's like a, a poor man's Tarantino when he talks. Oh, I didn't know that, yeah. but. Yeah, language lessons. He plays this guy named Adam, and he has, uh, his husband gives him Spanish lessons. Mm. But obviously, I'm thinking maybe this might be set during the pandemic because it's all Zoom lessons. Mm. So the other person on the other side of, that, of the computer on the other side of the Zoom is, I believe, what's her name? Carino? Yeah, like Carino, like baby or deer. That's, and that's played by Natalie Morales. Mm-hmm. And it's basically, I saw the trailer this morning. It's them on the Zoom talking. Mm-hmm. So this is going and she Natalie Morales directs this movie as well and what's interesting is a couple years or a year and a half ago I interviewed her for another short-lived NBC series whose name I, I forget but she was talking during the interview about, about how much she's really into directing maybe even more than acting so mm. it'll be interesting to see how she does in language lessons the trailer looks really good so and it's coming out via Shout Factory okay Shout Factory hey They've sent me stuff in the past. Yeah. Stuff that I recently threw away because I didn't have a chance to look at it or well, back in the DVD days. You don't throw away. You go, you go to your local CD trader. You, you, make some, you make some money There's there. There's no cover Anderson. art or anything, Greg. It oh, was okay. just a cover okay. letter. You better. Okay. Saying, hey, Anderson, I know that you like uh, Danny Pudi. Please watch this. And, and I, it was, they FedExed it to me and I never, ever watched it. And I feel really bad. And you missed the cover. You missed the cover. They didn't, but they sent you the cover and you lost the cover, no, right? No, they just sent me the DVD. It was like oh, a paperclip no. to like oh, a, a no. nice little, uh, some artwork and whatnot. And I, it, I, it was one of those things, every time I look at it, I go, oh, I got to watch that. Next time, tell them, send them the, the actual DVD so you can flip no, it. He sent me the DVD. They sent me the no, DVD. But with the cover. With the, oh, like with the, the cover nice so thing, I can yeah. flip it? I, yes, you can I'm flip it. Flipper, Greg. You're not a flipper. Okay. Long-term investor, folks. But so, yeah, that's it. That's language lessons. That's all you so, got for September 10th. Well, you, that's you got weird, something else in September 10th? What if I told you that uh, Willem Dafoe was in a movie? Oh. Along with Ty Sheridan, Oscar oh. Isaac. Oh, right. Oscar Directed Isaac. by Paul Schrader. Directed and written by Paul Schrader. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Why would you Why would you skip on that it's, one? What is it called? The counter the, the card, card counter. counter card counter yeah yeah that sounds, sounds interesting it sounds very interesting yeah i mean but paul schrader his last movie what was it the one with uh, ethan hawk and oh, it was great yeah first redemption first redemption fantastic it's, it's so good talk so about good. polarizing endings yeah and remember several years ago you and i argued i argued back and forth about how awesome doggy dog was i thought it was awesome <laughs> you, you were it's like what is this movie remember you willem dafoe and uh-huh. Nick cage i didn't i didn't hate movie. it i didn't okay. love it yeah yeah do you think you'd like it more if you saw it now because it was just such a weird movie? It's one I think of those so, weird- yeah. It was one of those movies where like, if I discovered it from way back when, I think I would have liked it a whole lot more because it was quirky as hell. Yeah, very weird. Yeah. yeah. I need to rewatch that. Yeah, that might dog. be a nice rewatch to see if it works this time. Which I tell you to do things like that. I don't, I don't have don't, the luxury yeah. of rewatching movies anymore, Greg. It sucks. That's, that's the worst part of... There's so many pros, so many uh, benefits of being able to talk into microphones about movies and, and get paid for it. Like, I absolutely love it. Yeah. But the one downside, the, really the only downside is that I don't get the luxury of rewatching movies over and over again like I used to. Yeah, I, you know, and I feel the same way. I know I, I said I would feel the same way 
if if I wasn't so addicted to other things in my life now, which I'm, we're not, we're, this is not the podcast for. Just, you know, so, just before you let your filthy minds go anywhere, he's talking about cryptocurrency. <laughs> he's talking about cryptos, not anything yeah, else. Not, not anything else. Yeah. Get your minds out of the gutters. You know, it's like you and hockey, right? Can you imagine like if you just gave up hockey and you just found something and you just, I don't know, you just liked, you you got addicted to lamplighters for the for the rest of your life. And lamp I think, lighters. I don't know. And all, you thought, all you thought about what is, is lamp a lamplighter. Lamp I don't know. I'm, I just made it up. Lamplighter. Like a, like, you know, I just remembered it because there's a, there was a restaurant here in uh, in California called the lamp yeah, I used to go yeah, to they it. called the lamplighter and they 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 tore that down you know, here over uh, yeah over in Winnetka there was like three or four of them and I loved them but like yeah it's, the old school it, diners it's basically if you just ha- have that if you just focus on lamplighters and then everything else fell by the wayside that's I mean why I had probably... a bigger problem is if my entire obsession revolved around <laughs> lamplighter diner yeah right? because you know, you have family raised and everything like that but mm-hmm. I, I don't have a family raised so it's just when you really love a movie and you see it multiple times like it cements it as like one of your all time greats sure and uh, I. The, the last two movies that I know I've watched twice, I can tell you for sure, are Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is one of my all-time favorites, and A Ghost Story, which is one of my all-time favorites. But I haven't had a chance to re-watch sure. other movies multiple times because like, I used to be insane. Like When I was 13 years old and Platoon came out, I saw it 13 times in the, in the movie theater. 13 times. I stopped hanging out with my friends at the mall, and I would just go see Platoon. Or I'd yeah. take a break from you know doing the uh, the laps around the mall looking for girls, and I'd go watch Platoon, and then I'd come back out. <laughs> Remember when that was the thing, when we were growing up? I was the best. The mall. Yeah. You just get dropped off, and then you, you just walk around, and you, you see some girls. You, they look at you. You look at them. You keep walking. Then about an hour later, you might see them, see them again. You give them a little look, and then maybe you start talking. Maybe yeah. They, I remember one girl came. She bummed a cigarette off me. I was yeah. like 13, 12, 13 years old because I was a really bad kid, and uh, I knew she liked me. Now I knew. Oh, she had cigarettes in her breast pocket. Oh, very nice. I'm like, oh, she's asking me for a cigarette. She's already got some. She just wants to talk. We talked. Uh, nice. Greg, we talked. Uh, yeah, it's very, very good. Very nice. Nice. Uh, whereas if you were Greg Trizavasti, you, you look at a girl on an escalator, she goes the other way very, uh-huh. very quickly. Run, call security. So that, You know a movie I just watched? Stuck was, in the video game thing. You probably liked it. Yes. It reminds me with the malls and whatnot. Is uh Elliot Gould film called The Silent Partner, 1976. Yeah, how did you know? How did you know that? Yeah, there's another movie that was assigned to me over the on the, the film vault. I'm not trying to plug the film vault over there. I plugged this show whenever I can okay. too. Yeah, right. the Silent Partner. Believe me, with the Beast, this show got a whole lot of plugging. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, you know, I did a Silent Partner for Cinematics months ago on on one of my weekly reviews. Oh, I yeah? just got caught. I, I just hmm. I loved it. Hmm. Did you love that? Yeah, I liked it quite a bit. Yeah, it was enjoyable. And I got to tell you, Chris Plummer, I didn't know he had it in him. I didn't know he could be so evil. Oh, and they reckon that person recommended it to you because of the passing of Christopher Plummer, right? And that's why you got the, uh, the no, like uh, they 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 assigned it to us because it was a movie that he watched quite a bit growing up when he was like seven and eight years old. Another latchkey kid like me, yeah, knew, and yeah. watched too many uh, horrific movies. The idea of watching that at seven or eight makes perfect sense to me because I watched movies that were worse than that. But this movie is filled with nipples and lots of violence. Lots of violence and also a great main character. And actually, The Silent Partner, folks, that's a movie that I think would be perfect to be remade today. That, it's such a very... It was a, a pretty pretty interesting twist based on a book. You know, it, was a, it was pretty clever. Yeah, very, very clever. clever. And, and exacting. Exacting. A very uncompromising I think kind of remake thriller. it today, less nipples. <laughs> less Every 20 nipples. minutes, you saw at least two nipples. Yeah. They still they they still need the aquarium though the aquarium comp- the, the aquarium is the, the what sells it yeah. That, yeah that's what you can hang your hat on with that movie the aquarium scene and you need a like a high rise you, you know a, I appreciate it too situation. because I saw we saw what Chris Plummer was beginning to do with uh, with the neck and the and the, and the, the fish tank but I'm not giving anything away and then what ultimately happens when uh, you know it's revealed what he ultimately did with the fish tank yes. and I was thinking ah come on he wouldn't be able to do that but they they were kind enough to throw a knife into the scene as well like a big uh, like sawing knife, I'm like, okay, that makes more sense. 
that yeah. little touch, you know, like, <laughs> helps. You know, it goes a long way with somebody like me because I was like, what are you doing? There's no way he could have, oh, okay, there's a knife. So he did go to the kitchen to finish the job. Okay. That is amazing. Yes. Very, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, by the way, great recommendation. Probably one of the better recommendations, you know, one of your TFE uh, loyalists sent to you. So good job. On you know that. what the, I don't want to like play, play favorites, but a movie called The Incident. Holy ass. Oh, I don't know The Incident. Never Martin heard of Sheen. It. Oh, very good. So good. Okay. That was Greg, another, it's great. Okay, I'll check it out. The it's really good. You'd love it, I think. You'd okay. You'd love it. Okay. It's cool. fantastic. Could have been a play. Yeah. Okay. Mostly takes place on a, uh, a subway car in New York in the 60s. And uh, it sets up all the characters. The first 30, 40 minutes of the movie is just the characters coming from different parts of the city and all like uh, coming ultimately to the same place and getting on the same car, the same subway car. And then they're tormented by these two lunatics, one of which is Martin Sheen. Oh, so good. Oh, and by that, by that time, you're invested in the characters. A lot of social commentary in there, Greg. Okay. Really well done. Okay, so it's not heavy-handed with a commentary. A little bit, but it works. Oh, the incident. I should look that up. Very good. Canopy again, probably. So I don't even remember where I saw the incident, but that was my buddy Chad Ice, who was actually one of my uh, editors on Groupers. Oh, Chad, Chad Ice. Ice. Yeah, 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 Chad Ice. All right. So, All yeah, right. Paul Schrader wrote, directed a, uh, he wrote and directed Willem Dafoe, Oz, uh, Oscar Isaac, and Ty Sheridan in this movie called The Card Counter, which is about a... Um, uh, a former torturer, I think he was in the military, and uh, he he's got some. Uh, you know, he's an, an interrogator, well, a torturer, right? That's well, I mean, interchangeable. Interrogator, yeah, interrogator. And, uh, he's he now he, he's out of the military. He's a gambler, but he's haunted by the uh, the po- po- post traumatic stress disorder. That's Oscar Isaac, and uh, probably going to be pretty heavy, pretty intense because it's Paul Schrader, and I'm excited. Yeah, and Oscar Isaac is a lead. Ty Sheridan's a very very good actor. I like his choices a lot, so I think it, it should work. Willem and Willem, I mean, and, and Willem, of course, and you know I mean, Willem and how many Paul Schrader oh movies God. has he been in? Right, so oh many Paul Schrader. He's it's between Paul Schrader and Abel Ferrara, which you know how, that should be a quiz. Like how many more has the folks starred in more Abel Ferrara movies or more Paul Schrader films? You know, that's one of those kind of. I just things. heard something about about Abel Ferrara. What was it? It was something very interesting. Oh, that he that he oh. Probably that he never was a drug addict. No, in a separate. Oh, that's a joke. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a weird that's, joke. That's a weird. Sorry, that's that's very, very macabre. Very macabre, folks. I'm getting a little bit dark. We just did, and, I'm, and I and I hate to be plugging the other show so much, but we did top five uh, most original living actors uh, yes. a couple weeks ago, and I'm 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 having lots of uh, regret here because I'm not sure Willem Dafoe even got a discussion like an honorable mention honorable mention no, and also ran oh my god no, he's, he's one of the great actors he's I, one of the uh, the one of the best one of a kind you can think of yeah top he's, he's easily top three top four oh, yeah easy Willem. easy and you know why because we i need to be fired you know why because he, a lot of times he's just a supporting character instead of the lead a lot of times and yeah, we just take him, we take him for granted yeah. we take it we just take we just take him for granted way too much he, whenever he is the lead though it's usually kind of unwatchable i've noticed like to live and die in la and the uh the one that he did with the uh, the old van gogh over there came out at heaven's gate or whatever oh right I, at Eternity's Gate. Eternity, I've never seen that. That looks, look, looks Very interminable. Hard Very hard to get through. Are you a fan of climbing movies like Meru or... Yeah, yeah. Okay. I saw this new one about this, uh, this dude that hates society. And he's out there climbing. Movie comes out September 7th nationwide via Fathom Events. One night only, I'm, I'm, I, uh, I was wrong. But then it hits select theaters in September 10th. Mm. So you've liked, so, what is it? Free Solo, Meru, that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to love this movie. Yeah. Yeah, this guy's his name is Mark Andre Leclerc. The Great Wall, I think, is another one. Okay, there was like three or four of them. Oh, what was it? Yeah, there was like three or four of them, and most of them were, were available streaming about these these crazy climbers, uh, mostly in Yosemite. And uh, oh, what was that one called? Oh man, 
Yeah, well, you were talking about the Don Wall and, and Free Solo. The Don solo. Wall, yes. Okay. The Don Wall Free Solo, of course. Uh, Maru, which you talked about. My mom loves that movie. So good. I saw that in the really? theater. I was lucky okay. enough to see that one. Free Solo I saw in the theater. That's IMAX. good, too? Okay. Oh, it was great. Yeah, okay. it was great. Oh, uh, there was one, though, and it was, like a, it was a double entendre, the title. Something about wildness or craziness or... Oh. Do you want? I, I can something get you, the I, valley, something something upright, the valley uprising, maybe. I can get you a link for that if you ever if you ever talk about it next week in, in your in whatever. So if you love that kind of stuff, well, this guy was a like you said, he's antisocial, mm. but he's a nice guy. So mm-hmm. he has a, a really select crew around him. There's his girlfriend that he really loves, and but ba- basically, a lot of times he likes to go free solo. Like he just likes to go by himself. But when he goes by himself, he doesn't even bring a camera person with him. He just likes to actually climb mm-hmm. these mountains mm-hmm. by himself. And you get to see a lot of footage, and he's a very eccentric, eccentric, kind, but very likable guy. And this, the alpinist centers on his life. Alpinist. Alpinist, yes. Alpinist centers on his life and, and his love for alpinism. Mm-hmm. And you see him actually try to conquer and, and climb these different mountains in all parts of the world. Mm-hmm. So it's very, this is actually my first ever climbing movie I've oh, seen. Oh, really? You've so never maybe, seen Maru? No, I've never Your seen Your mom's Maru. seen it, but you have Yeah, yeah, and I have, yeah, I, she saw my Academy screener, which I never got to see, and then she saw Free Solo mm-hmm. as well, and I think, I don't know, she hasn't seen the Don Wall yet, but this one, especially if you're a fan of those movies, you're going to be a fan of The Alpinist, again, in theaters September 10th. Yeah. Uh, all right, going... Oh, so that was September 10th. All right. Yes. Before we go to the 17th, um, I have a movie that I have the screener of, have not watched. I'm, I'm, going, I'm very excited about watching it. I'm going to watch it when it gets closer to its on-demand release date, which is September 14th, Greg. And that, uh, you know, Seaspiracy. You're familiar with that movie, Seaspiracy? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Very good movie. Makes you think, but ultimately it turns into like a propaganda piece for mm-hmm. veganism. And I think that there's a possibility where it might have done more harm than good i was crying during the movie for very selfish reasons thinking that i was never going to be able to eat sushi again because of the atrocities that they um explore and illustrate in seaspiracy but by the time everything's said and done they're essentially saying that uh, there's no thing as safe tuna and that anytime you eat anything out of the ocean you are killing um the future of the ocean and they went a little extreme there's a movie coming out September 14th, which is being dubbed The Real Seaspiracy, and it's called Fish and Men, and uh, it's coming mm. out from Subversive sub, Submersive Video, uh, subver- oh my God, Subversive Media, I should say, and uh, they were kind enough, I was emailing back and forth for, uh, about my excitement to watch this one, and uh, from all accounts, it's, it's done very well at the, in the festival circuit, and I think it will be more honest. The problem that I have with Seaspiracy, the biggest problem is there's going to be people out there. First of all, there's so many nations, um, you know, well outside the United States that if they don't eat fish, they don't eat, you know, protein from the ocean, they're going to starve. So it's just not it's not doable for people to just stop eating stuff from the ocean. Uh, secondly, I immediately looked into uh, fake like shrimp and stuff, and the, the prices are astronomical uh, currently. I did make some changes, like I don't take fish oil pills anymore. I just take the direct source. I get the uh, the, the, the the fish. Uh, it's not fish. It's not from fish. It's from plant life in the ocean. It does it has the same kind of benefits. So you can do that kind of thing. But uh, there's going to be a lot of people who are going to like you know when they're shopping in the market if they've seen Seaspiracy they're still going to eat tuna and they're not going to spend a few extra bucks for the the dolphin safe tuna because they saw Seaspiracy and Seaspiracy will tell you that they're all very dangerous and bad for the ocean so why spend the extra money and that, I think it could do more harm than good that Seaspiracy uh, so it's all about education and awareness and uh, hopefully fish and men uh, finds an audience fish wow. and men oh 
Very good, Anderson. Mm, why are you so happy in, yeah. in a high-pitched well, voice? Well, about nine days surprise. ago, nine days ago, I received an email that I just opened right now. Immersive media. media? Yeah, for a, a Cinematics podcast inquiry. Asked mm. the publicist asked me if I wanted to have them on the on the podcast and interview them. Mm. I just opened up the email. So she, I'm said, gonna, she shot me an email yesterday saying, "So what do you think?" And I said, "Hey, I have not seen it yet. Sorry, I'm waiting for a closer to the release date. I'm not. I'm not interested in talking about movies that no one can see. And that's another thing that's changed." over the last 10 years or so with, with the streaming platforms and whatnot. There was a day, not too long ago, Greg, when, when I was doing the film vault, where I loved talking about movies that were just unattainable, like no one could get, like movies that were banned or whatever. You'd have to like, you know, send away for a, like a, a burned, like a ripped like a copy from like a different country or something. I love doing that kind of thing. And, it, and there's something to be said for like, you know, a, a guy who loves movies, who watches movies that no one else can watch. But today... You got a lot of mileage from that Karen Carpenter one by, by Haynes, I'm sure. Yeah, I did. I got a lot of a superstar for sure. But I, you can watch that on YouTube now, right? Yeah. There still are movies that are damn near impossible to watch that listeners offer me links to with like, you know, bootleg copies and whatnot. But today was so much being available i feel like it's kind of like a waste of time to even talk about movies that other people can't watch you know what i mean there's just a glut of stuff there's so the much stuff streaming yeah there's so, so much stuff, stuff. I'm, okay i'm gonna see fish and man thank I, you you know if you didn't if you didn't mention this on this podcast i would not have opened up that email i have I happens a lot correct i still have ninety nine thousand emails i have to get to that's on, a lot on my ninety nine thousand. yeah 90 no sorry ninety eight thousand five hundred thirty three. okay that's not so, as many yeah, not, 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 not as many. September okay. 17th. Okay, Fish and Men. Sounds good. Oh, no, yes. September 17th. All right. Um, but Fish and Men was September 10th. Okay, September mm-hmm. 17th. Oh, this is the week you don't have anything, correct? No. This is the week where I've got a lot. Oh, I got a whole lot. I got too much. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's just say, well, let's just start off right now with sub- September 17th with Cry Macho. Yeah. Clint, Clint Eastwood movie. Mm-hmm. You know what you're going to get. Let's just face it. He's 90, 91. The fact that he's still <laughs> directing and acting. With a voice, I mean, he's got a very particular view. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, did you like his last mo- movie? Well, I forgot what it was. Uh, but the Mule. The Mule. You like that one? Was it was it funny. Was? I don't know if it was meant to be funny, but it was very funny. A, bit, a, a number of laugh out loud moments. He yeah. was funny. He was a very funny guy. But this seems like an, an average of your t- run of the mill Eastwood movie where he plays a, a one time rodeo star, rodeo star, and he's a and former host, horse breeder who who gets a job from his f- former boss to bring back his the his boss's son. Home from Mexico. Mm-hmm. So it seems like one of these movies where it should be good. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, maybe he's one of these guys who's a little bit of a bitter type of dude and he becomes a father figure to the, the kid. You know, that's typical. Let's see what kind of uh, tropey racist things happen down there in Mexico. Yeah, from his right. Point of view. From his POV yeah. and he's got to come in and save the day. It's got to be one of those kind of things. We'll I, I mean that in the best way because yeah. I, I have a good time watching uh, all of all of Eastwood, Eastwood's movies. Even I mean, if when people, like, I, I get called a boomer by people, especially when I, over the, uh, oh, on the After Disaster, that my audience on the After Disaster, they love to call Mike and I a boomer and Tyler is like, you know, much younger than us so they're always like singing his praises about like how he gets everything, he understands everything but the boomers don't get it. Oh, you guys are, you guys are Gen Xers. You guys are in I, I know, but they, people they, they, they just they just lump us all together. But uh, we, yeah. what, when you're talking boomers, you're talking like Clint Eastwood is a baby boomer, yeah. and he's got those views that are not. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. Like he is stuck in his ways, and some, there are some truths to some of the things that he believes, and there's a lot of untruths. But you can imagine what he's muttering to himself around his own house about like uh, transgender issues, and yeah, you know what I mean. Can you imagine immigration and immigration? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But you know the, the dude's a pimp. 
Yeah. Like he, he, he owned a, a bar. Actually, I, I ate at that restaurant up there, Hog's Breath. Hog's Breath Inn up in uh, Carmel. And uh, mm. he wanted to do something. I can't remember what it was, but it had something to do with a local law that uh, didn't allow him to do something with his own restaurant. What did he do? He ran for mayor, changed the law, That's and then it. quit. Uh, yeah. That's no, pimp. Yeah, def, def, definitely pimp. You know what? I, and also in, in Press Junkets, the actors, they actors praise directors they say the same old thing but this is the first time out, out of all the people actors would always praise Clint Eastwood as a director because basically he's an old school guy where he would, he'd get them in on time and they could leave set, the set early well because so, he's old he has to go to sleep they do right. like eight hour days like him and Woody Allen when he was making Woody Allen still making movies still making movies yeah yeah he's still, mm. he's still doing things yeah so uh, moving on Prisoners of the Ghostland. Uh, yeah. It's the latest Nicolas Cage uh, vehicle. Also, Nick Cassavetes is in here as well as Sophia uh, Butella. Butella, who was in The Mummy. And yeah, she's, she's very good. I like her. And she was in Atomic Blonde, too. She was very good in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, memorable. But most, most people know her um, from Kingsman. And Kingsman, yeah. She's, she had that really wonderful action sequence with Taron. So, right. Oscar yeah. porn. You ready for some Oscar porn? Yeah. I mean, I don't even know if they should have Best Actress uh, nominations this year. They should just have one, and it, and it should be uh, for Jessica Chastain as, as Tammy Faye Baker. I mean, my God. You, you don't see her in there at all. If you've seen the trailer for this, that's not Jessica Chastain. Yeah, she does look like Tammy Faye a little bit. My God, has she just become her. So, yeah, The Eyes of Tammy Faye with uh, Andrew Garfield, Vincent D'Onofrio, and Jessica Chastain, directed by Michael Showalter, Gregor. Oh, he's really weird. he's yeah. really evolved as a filmmaker. Yeah, and he's, he, uh, he used to be one of these. Uh, I I think maybe he might have came from the whole crew from the state. I don't know if he's yeah, one of those. He's like a Wet Hot American Summer is what uh, a lot of people yeah. know. Him. Yeah, he's good. But he's good. Um, yeah, he's he's definitely an interesting filmmaker. He made The Big Sick, which really was a big hit and crossover and the well done w- film. wide appeal. Well done film. Uh, which I didn't know he was capable of because yeah. his movies are pretty uh niche and funny yeah. and, but they're just in that little They usually mm-hmm. don't work for me either. Like I'm not a wet odd American summer guy. Well, I I I liked it. I I didn't love it as much as everyone else did. But he directed uh, The Eyes with Tammy Faye, which looks very, very interesting. It looks like, say. like you said, Oscar bait could be Jessica Ch- Chastain's Oscar, right? I mean it seems like it has to be. Has to be, right. Well, several years ago, you and I were, uh, we, we both enjoyed Justin Chan's debut film, Gook. Mm. And now he's directing this film called Blue Bayou. He yep. plays this guy named Antonio LeBlanc, mm-hmm. a Korean adoptee who was raised in the bayou. Mm-hmm. Problem is, he's not a naturalized citizen. Mm. No papers. Mm. So when, when that catches up to him, mm-hmm. they may have to deport him back to Korea. The gotta problem is, got to get out. The gotta problem go, is, go on, get. not a good thing because, you know, he's... He's, he's entrenched. Yeah, he's basically more of a New Orleans native than a, than a Korean from Korea. Yeah. Okay, and he's he's married to Alicia Vikander. You mm-hmm. don't want to leave Alicia Vikander, no, you right? You can't do that. And they, they have, a, most importantly, they have a daughter. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it seems like a family drama. We'll see if it works. I like, I really love Gook. I like Miss Purple. And he's directing Blue Bayou as well. There's obviously an upscale with this movie because Alicia Vikander is uh, co-starring. Yeah. So this is a good thing. Interesting, interesting uh, 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 casting there for sure. Yeah. So his his directing career is, has really skyrocketed within the last five or six years. It would be interesting to see what he does. This movie's going to work 
for me, if it's like really, I, I can empathize with his character and feel his plight, which I, you know, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around, you know, being born here as I were. And then all of a sudden the government says, hey, yeah, you're not allowed to be here. Like, I, I can't wrap my mind around that. Also, I was pleased to see in the trailer for Blue Bayou that it's not sugarcoated. They're showing that he is doing criminal things that will expedite his uh, removal from the country. So they're sure. not uh, kind of like Fruitvale Station. They didn't, you know, create an angel. Uh, on screen a puff piece like I, I like to see like you know realism and if I can if I can empathize with this guy and I, I think that it's all set up so like he really didn't have any other choices other than to do crime uh, at times and um, yeah and Blue Bayou another another movie that could uh, be a little Oscar baby it could be we'll, mm-hmm. we'll see hopefully it is so that's that should be interesting and those are my my picks for oh, that's that it. weekend that's it that's it for sep- September uh, 17th uh, okay I got a couple more. Um, one is Cop Shop. And this is coming off of Boss Level, which I did enjoy uh, earlier this year. Boss Level. I don't want to watch that because it just seems like, a, even though it's a really good director that I like. Joe just, Carnahan. Yeah, it just seems boss like Boss Level a, you don't one, want to watch? One tricky, or Cop Shop? Well, that Boss Level thing. That one boss, tri- boss Level is another one of these time loop movies. And, yeah. Uh, I liked it quite a bit, and my my main gripe was Frank Grillo never really ascended beyond Frank Grillo. I, nothing against him; he just it just seemed. I don't know if he was the perfect guy for it, but it's a very fun movie, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. Got the same kind of flair as like Free Guy. Okay, got it. Yeah. Okay, worth watching at least. I think it's worth watching. Okay. It was an enjoyable enjoyable movie. We're talking about uh, boss level here, but uh, his his latest one is uh, Cop Shop. Uh, this is Joe uh, Carnahan. Uh, Chop, chop shop i mean cop shop chop shop cop shop uh starring once again frank grillo and drawer butler who i can really like if he's uh if he's done in, in, in the right way and it's uh is it, like den of thieves yeah den of thieves he was great not shot in la even though it's one of my favorite la movies mostly shot in atlanta that den of thieves yeah it feels like an la movie right well it's based in la but yeah uh, they they shot most of it in georgia but on the run from uh, lethal assassins in a wily cop uh a con artist uh, devises a scheme to hide out inside a small town police station, but when the hitman turns up at the precinct, an unsuspecting rookie cop finds herself caught in the crosshairs. Could be good. It could be. Could be. Carnahan's got an edge to him. I mean, we loved we loved Narc years 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 ago. Narc and, is so fun. And you know, uh, I don't know if fun is the right word. And smoking aces, I think, is underrated a little bit too much, but <laughs> you know, so. The A team I thought was fun, but mm. I don't. I don't think you like the A team. But I lied. September seventeenth. You have one more pick. I have one more. Yeah, I wonder if we're going to line up here. Well, you first. The Duke. Oh no, we didn't line uh, up. Yeah. yeah. The Duke. The Duke. But is it on John Wayne. The Duke or no, the Duke of Earl? John. John. Duke Wayne. of Burgundy. This is in nineteen sixty one. Kempton Burton. Bunton. Uh, a 60-year-old taxi driver steals Goya's portrait of the Duke of Wellington from the National Gallery in London. I saw a, uh, a trailer for this. Uh, Helen Mirren's in here. And uh, it was enjoyable. It was an enjoyable trailer about old people uh, doing bad things. Cool. Mm-hmm. The cool. Duke. The Duke. Okay. Yeah. Last one for sub- September 17th comes out on, yeah, September 17th on Prime Video. So, people, if you have Prime Video, you can watch it for free. It's based on a popular musical. The movie is called Everybody's talking about Jamie, mm. and it centers on this teenager named Jamie. Mm-hmm. He's 16, and he doesn't fit in. He want, he has His big dream is to become a drag queen. Mm. 
Nobody, he has one friend in school, but everyone else pretty much uh, throws him by the wayside. They, they don't really, he's a pariah in, in high school. That said, he's still very, very confident in, in his abilities. And uh, he still wants to be, be a drag queen. The thing is, supporting him is his friend and also his mom. His mom is the best mom in the world. And he also gets some tips from a former drag queen played by Richard E. Grant. And we all love Richard we E. Do. Grant. We do. We love uh, With Nail and I. With Nail and I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and, yeah. Uh, what was the one that he did with Melissa McCarthy? Can you talk about someone, something? Ta- the, please forgive me. Please forgive me. Yeah. Is that it? Please forgive me? Or can you talk about this picture? Will you ever forgive me? Will you ever forgive me? Yeah, that's it. Will you ever forgive me? Yeah, that's it. Will you ever forgive me? With Melissa McCarthy. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, he's in this. I've seen it. Oh. I, I was long lead on this because I actually interviewed the, uh, the, the the lead in this, and he's very good. And I also interviewed Richard E. Grant several weeks ago. Oh, how was that? Cool. Yeah. I can't actually give the – my review is embargoed or whatever, but look, worth watching on September 17th. The music, you can just li- download the old musical on Spotify or Apple Music. Listen to the, the songs. Very good songs. Everybody's talking about Jamie. Worth watching. Everybody's talking about Jamie. Not to be confused with we need to do something, nor to be confused with we need to do something about <laughs> Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> okay. Everybody's talking about Jamie. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, okay. September 24th. 24th. I have one movie. What do you got? Oh, you said you, you don't. I know. I lied. Oh, that, I think I have one movie. What's your movie? Let's hear it. It's a documentary. Mm-hmm. You remember that footage? You've probably seen it. I think most people saw it about the, uh, the girl that got uh, flipped. In uh, class, she was sitting in her class uh, at her little desk in class, and a, and a very angry, large uh, police officer, very stout man. Uh, he he, she was not cooperating, and he didn't like the cut of her jib, so he he flipped her in her in her chair. He, I didn't see it. No, he will flip you. He did. He flipped her, and uh, it was it was pretty shocking. And you don't like to see a a, a young girl getting flipped by a very macho big uh, cop. Uh, and there's outrage, right? As as is the, the case so often these days, right? Uh, outrage for a day or two. It's in the news cycle. It uh, goes viral on on the uh, on the uh, the internet's, and everyone looks at it, and then kind of goes away, right? Yeah. People, people move on to the next target. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a movie called On These Grounds, which is all about that case, and uh, it's about a woman who would not let that go, and she continued to um, try and get change. And try to make change, and the trailer for this one looks super uncomfortable. They actually get the cop interviewed by her, by the woman who's trying to uh, make change and, and and take a stand. And uh, it's it's something I'm going to definitely gra- uh, gravitate towards. Directed by Garrett uh, Zevgetis, Zevgetis, and uh, I'm in, I'm in, I'm into it, Greg. I'm into oh, it cool. on these grounds. I love con- confrontation. Especially if I don't have to be a part of it. Okay, so this is On These Grounds, September 24th. Also September 24th, my one pick for the week. This movie looks like a sappy movie, but I'm interested with the people involved. Melissa McCarthy's in it. Timothy Oliphant. Chris O'Dowd. Some really good actors. And Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein plays a, a former uh, psychiatrist turned vet in this movie. This movie's called The Startling and it centers on this woman. She's had a tra- played by Melissa McCarthy. She's had a tragedy regarding her pregnancy, and uh, you know, she, it leads her to a sort of a separation from her husband, played by Chris O'Dowd. Ultimately, she, as you can hear, birds chirping a little bit. She, I guess, bonds I with a oh, she she bonds with something called the Starling. She bonds with the Starling, and that's it. That's the story of the movie. How probably her bond with the bird. Mm-hmm. Leads to changing her own life as well. Looks like she'll one, reflect. 
I should reflect. Be the bird. But you yeah. look again. You said like, will you ever forgive me? Melissa McCarthy is a very good dramatic actress. Number two is she reunites with Theodore Melfi, who worked with her on Saint Vincent. And we, I enjoyed. Did you? Hopefully, you enjoyed Saint Vincent. Did you like that movie with Bill? No, Murray? I skipped that one because that looked very tropey. Like, oh wait, the curmudgeonly old man is going to be friend. His uh, ultimately, he's going to have his heart melted by the child. Yeah, yeah, that's going to happen. Still a cool film. That was still a cool film. Yeah, and then mm. he also did Hidden Figures, so a movie that I liked as well. Not a single person smoked in that movie, and it took place at the height of smoking. I, that's true. Okay, get yeah. the movie out of here. Go okay. on. So, Go on, get. As a fan of his previous movies, I, I'm excited to see the Starling. Hopefully, it works. And that's it. Mm. That's it. We were done. Mm-hmm. We're, yeah. Hold the phone. Uh oh. I'm, I'm doing a little. Uh, I'm doing a little uh, digging here. And I'm figuring out what the name of that movie was, just so that we're not giving people bad. Can you ever forgive me? Can you? Oh, can not you, will. Oh, my but bad. Can, can you? you know, that was my bad. Me. I'm the one who threw that in your mind, can your brain. You there. Ever forgive me? My can mind. you ever forgive? You know what blew my mind uh, is that Melissa McCarthy is sisters with Jenny McCarthy. No, that's not true. Cousins. They're really? related. Yeah. Oh, they are. I didn't know that. Very interesting. It blew my mind when I found that out. Okay. So the Alpinist. That's something I'll, I'll get. I'll work on getting you. I think that was a, the, the, the link I'm going to get you for next week. I'd like to see the Alpinist. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I don't know if I can sign off on the name though. Feels like st- stretch. Mm. Trying to like make what he does art, uh, yeah, I mean, climbing rocks art. Greg, I mean, I mean where do we draw a line? When you when you have nothing, just your hands and your feet and a little backpack. Mm-hmm. That's I think that's a be- that's a beautiful thing, don't you think? Mm. Uh, yeah, our buddy Bruce Perky was we were saying on the uh, on, on the Find Your Film podcast. He said he he gave Free Solo a one star. What? And, yeah. What? Can you believe that? What's wrong with you, Bruce? Come on. But he loves Annette. And, but he loves Annette. And mm. but the thing is, yeah, I think I think it leads to the point about you know here are these free climbers. They're right. The, these alpinists mm. they're going up by themselves oh, let's, not, let's not try and make that a thing but, but okay okay but the thing they're, they're going up there mm-hmm. they're risking their lives they are and but they well yeah but they have a family i think that maybe he was leading towards that like maybe that's an irresponsible feat very irresponsible my wife gets mad at me because i want to make movies and i'm i mean i might <laughs> die a little earlier as a result but i'm not going to die instantly for making a movie i don't think right so you think it's res- irresponsible for, for uh, some of these uh, climbers yeah oh yeah it, yeah no? i mean once you Is have it? once you're a parent like you got to let that kind of stuff that, that puts you in harm's way. You got to let it go. Would you ever let Atticus be in, uh, be a climber? As long as he's not a parent. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Like as soon okay. as you're responsible for somebody else's well-being, you can't put your own little needs and desires ahead of it. You just can't. That's true. It's, it's, it's But rude. as a parent, would you let Atticus uh, climb on? I, I hope he doesn't. But yeah, I'm not going to tell him no. Hmm. Yeah. You'd be scared. You'd be, you'd I'd be, be scared very scared. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't want him playing football. I mean. I want him to play a lot of sports, but football is not one that Forget I want him yeah, to play. No way. My wife, Jillian, she says that she could tell him no. He can't play football. She, it, she doesn't. I, maybe she doesn't realize there's almost as many concussions in hockey, and I'm going to encourage that. But are you going to encourage hockey? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why don't you? T- t- put- He's be my little avatar because I never got to play. So I'm going to put all of my hopes and dreams into his oh, little no. body and make him do everything that I tell him to do, Greg. I mean, if, if Atticus was my kid, I'd just have him play fiddlesticks and watch movies all day. So. I'm trying to find a balance <laughs> because. Uh, my, my dad did use me as an avatar. I said that as a joke, obviously, but my dad yeah. was, a, was a little guy, and uh, he, he was a jock, though, and he was so excited to have a big, muscular son, which is what I was growing up, right? And yeah. he tried to use me as an avatar from the time I was around four or five, from Atticus's oh, age. No. And I was excited about sports, and, and that, that all diminished quite quickly when I realized that, oh, I'm not going to be playing these sports as much as my dad is. He had the mechanics down, and he was trying to do it. I know it was coming from a good place because he wanted me to have an edge. But it was like I couldn't stand any particular way in, in like the batter's box. I, huh. I, 
I, the way I pitched, the way that I shot the ball, everything was about mechanics, and it just bled the fun out of sports from a very early age. And so now here I am on the other side of that, and I'm, you know, like I took, Attica's got like a little $25 pitching machine that's battery operated that you can buy on, on uh, Amazon. He bought it with his own money from the money that we, we paid. We were giving him a dollar for each house that he went to, to see. Every open house that we dragged him to when we were shopping for houses, mm-hmm. poor little bastard hated it. So we gave him a dollar for each one. He saved that money up to buy himself this pitching machine. I think Atticus makes more money than me. <laughs> that's <And right>. so, <laughs> what don't think that's true but he got a little pitching machine so yesterday that's what we did over at uh, shadow ranch in front of the uh, children's hour right that's cool and this kid's mechanics are so bad and i try and you know say hey just let me know if you want help and i'll show you that greg he's facing the pitching machine um he's facing it like he's he's got his bat in front of him like he's some kind of knight Mm -hmm. and he's facing the pitching machine the ball's coming right at his like head yeah it's not coming fast and it's not a hard ball but and he's trying to just like axe it down, and I'm and I'm saying, that's not how people do it, buddy. And I'll show you how to do it, but um, you you might get hurt that way, and that you're not gonna. As I, I said, let me know if you want some help, and he gets all frustrated, and I I recognize that frustration, but I'm being I'm trying to be super chill because I don't want to bleed it out of him like my dad did me. But I mean, it's it. I've never seen anyone. He's only four, but still, I've never seen anyone approach hitting the baseball. And he watched baseball. He, he watched me, Greg. I was crushing the ball. So I was trying to give him a little example of like how you can do it. Yeah. Crushing the ball. I was just he, the ball was flying over that house at uh, the children's <laughs> hour, the children's hour house. Uh, and so I said, "Now it's your turn." He picked up nothing from the lesson that I gave him, and he was standing, facing it, and trying to like, hammer it down, like like he was like knighting the uh, chopping the ball in half. You well, know, you understand? What, what He'd I'm be saying? good at the hammer throws. You see? He's got the mechanics, maybe, right? Maybe. Hammer throws, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, Claire's actually has a pretty good swing. Yeah. And I, I've, I've been Does she that. face the, the pitch? She faces the pitch. No, like the is. way that I just explained. Like, yeah. where you square. Well, that's not the up. way to do it. She squares up. You got to be sideways to the ball. No, she, yeah, yeah, that's right. She's, no, she's she faces. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, am, yeah. I, am, I, am I explaining yeah, no, that? No, 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 no. I said, yeah, yeah. But I said she has a good stance because she's a sideways and, and mm. not, she doesn't face it like Atticus. But but she's not, she's never faced a so pitching. So you're saying my son sucks? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Oh. I don't know. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just saying he'd, he'd be a good basketball. He'll hang out with uh, Tito Gregg and I'll, I'll teach him some basketball. Not, not hot. You can dunk, right? What? I, yeah, yeah. At, 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 at five one, I can dunk. So <laughs> are you five one? No, I'm, no. I'm about uh, five six and a half. I, uh-huh. I just put the half to lie. Hmm. So that's it. <laughs> that's it, folks. That's our that's our episode. Hey, a lot of movies were discussed that's, today. Yes. Some of which will be seen by us. Uh, some will be seen by you guys. Uh, let us know. Yes. In the uh, the comments or right? on the on the old Twitter machines yeah. over there, oh, yeah. like what movies yeah. that we mentioned that you might check out that are worth watching. Uh, as you know, I'll be watching. I don't even know why I'm putting myself through these paces, Greg. But I, I'm going to see whatever Hollywood. I've learned so much just in the last six months mm-hmm. from the the um, financial part of financial yeah. side of uh-huh. it. Yeah, and really, what what I've I, I mean, I already knew this part, which is it's it's much like tastemakers with radio, which I always hated. And I worked at the world famous K Rock out here for for a number of years. Yeah, a lot of years for yeah. K Rock. I never worked. I, I was in the building quite a bit, but I never actually worked out. Ah, that's not true. The last couple of years, I actually worked out of the studios at K Rock. Anyways. I never, growing up, I never listened to the radio. Um, once I got a car, I always had like a CD player or a tape deck because I wanted to listen to the music I wanted to listen to. Yeah. And I watched it happen from the inside where K-Rock would just determine what people were going to like, what the trend was going to be. Mm-hmm. And people, for the most part, just sucked it down. So I'm taking the same approach with with Hollywood with this new um, thing that I'm doing where I do a, like a, a 10 to 15 minute uh, uncut, unedited video review 
of the movie that I saw the night before that it comes out. Uh, and it's going to be the biggest Hollywood movie that they're telling us we're going to like. And I'm going to give my own honest opinion. Yeah. You know, it's like they, they already decided, like they decided that Marvel was going to be what we like. And now a lot of people were already set up to love it because I love the comic books. But you wonder, like, if no one had ever heard of Marvel, would it still be as popular? I think so. What kind of they, feedback have you gotten tell us. on the channel? Just uh, with your Not approach. a lot. I, I, mostly what I've got is, hey, Anderson, I can't find your channel. Where is it? Because there's some confusion because I have two channels. I have one for Addy and Andy yeah. that I do, and then I have my own for CCP where I'm putting these. So I'll, put, I'll try and put a link or I'll, so that you can subscribe and follow along if you like. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I had a couple of snafus, like uh, one of the first ones that I did uh, for uh, Suicide Squad. I, I didn't have my uh, my lavalier plugged in. Oh. And then I plugged the company that gave me the lavalier, which is very bad, Greg. <laughs> very embarrassing because I sound, it sounded like hell. I was picking up off the little tiny microphone in the, the camera. So I've gotten that all squared away, though. It sounds good, good now. It looks yeah. good. Very good. And uh, I'm... It's it's freeing too to be able to talk badly about movies because I try not to do that on the shows. I only yeah. talk about movies that I look that I watch that I like. But uh, it, I had a fun one. I had fun time with old talking about how terrible old ones. Oh, very good. Yeah, that was fun. But the lavalier is very good, right? You, oh, you, my lavs are great. Yeah. Lavs great. Yeah. yeah. You know you know how to get a, a really good studio, right? With with great lavaliers and great recording equipment, and and actually how I can buy some better SD cards than what we have right now. Yeah, we're recording this. I just learned this today. We record onto a two gigabyte SD card. I didn't know they made them so yeah, small. You Greg, to, you're an insane person. I, I think I formatted it wrong, like an idiot. But anyways, no, the only way you can... It's a very small, small file. I, I'm just saying, before we leave, Anderson, the only way you can do this with, uh, with better SD cards and better um, lavaliers and mics is um, invest in crypto. Just so you can have more money to have your own. But, you know, mm-hmm. in about a year, you and I will be broadcasting out of a, some, some wonderful place we rent. Is that true? Where you and I get to be so rich in crypto, folks. Just, just want to tell I you guys. I have a very small amount. Mm-hmm. Of crypto, yeah. but I do have some crypto. I got to yeah. be in the game, but very I got some very small amounts. Correct. Listeners, not, not a baller like you. Just, there. just remember, listeners, compounding interest. Cardano. Okay, <laughs> okay. I'll see you guys.